0: Hi, my name is Gunnar Froh, and I'm your host on the Wonder Mobility podcast. Welcome back to the Wonder Mobility podcast. I'm here today with Thomas from Govex. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me, and uh, hello, Gunnar. <laughs> Thomas, you are the founder and CEO of Govex. Can you tell us a bit what your company is doing and how you ended up doing what you are doing?
1: Well, it's been uh, some time ago. I, I started Govix in uh, January of uh, 2009, but that was not my first adventure in the electric mobility sector. I actually started very early, sometime back to 1997, 1998, where I was uh, at that time living in Hong Kong and China for almost 11 years. And that was the time when I had founded my initial company, which actually today is one of my main competitors. So I don't know if it was a good idea, but uh, not everyone knows. uh, But uh, I founded in the late 90s, the company Emacs, which actually is today Vimoto. And the company was sold in 2008. And when it was sold, about 11 years after I, I, I entered China, I also decided for myself that. I would like to go back home to Europe with my family. And uh, that was the time when I started when I started Govex. So
0: it's already my second adventure. <laughs> and Govex today has several lines of business. So a lot of people that are listening to the show probably know you for one of your most iconic vehicles, a revised version, revived version of the um, Schwalbe uh, Moped, electric. Mm-hmm. But you are now not playing... Are yeah, only in sharing, where a lot of people are working, but also in delivery and directly to consumer. And you have a setup that is different from most of the vehicles that we see in the market. Can you talk a little bit about your different lines of business today and how your company is different from most of the players that are on the streets now?
1: Well, I think everything evolves over time, right? I mean, when, when as, as I said, when I started in 2009, I didn't really know what to expect in Europe. I didn't know how ripe the market and how ready the market would be for electric vehicles. So at that time, we had a very basic product designed by myself with a very small group of people. But of course, you can't cover all market channels and all use cases with just one product. And that it was obvious to me that at one moment... We will not only serve B2B segments like renting in the old days and delivery in the old days, but today more shared mobility and fast food deliveries, it's of course still very similar, but you know, use case is still different. We were also knowing that at one moment there is going to be a private sector which will be ready for electric vehicles or electric scooters or mopeds as we call them today to differentiate them from kick scooters, I would guess. And that was the reason why very early I was looking into an existing brand. uh, And I guess you were speaking about the Schwalbe, that Govex owns the license rights or the brand branch of Schwalbe. And the idea actually came from the car industry. It was the time when uh, BMW very, very successfully was acquiring the Mini brand and brought that iconic Mini back as a let's say a more modern product to the market with a lot of success. And it didn't take much long. And then the same idea was uh, actually, I would almost say copied by Fiat with the iconic Fiat 500. And then I thought, well, if that is possible in the four wheel industry, why would we not do this in the two wheel industry? And so I was choosing, let's say a brand which has a very positive image, which was never burned on the market, and which was somehow sad that it was you know buried and and no longer available, and that was the time when I had the idea, I think back in two thousand and fifteen to speak to the yeah to the owner of the of the famous brand Schwalbe
0: to bring that product back to life uh, that's That's how it started, and that, that's where it came from. You told us that you used to live in Hong Kong mm-hmm. in China basically for about eleven mm-hmm. years, you had a company there. Which got sold. Mm-hmm. Now it's a competitor. And so you know a lot about also that market and players That And most of the hardware in electric two wheelers um, nowadays is not produced in Europe, it's not from Germany. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of acceleration in how these players are growing, basically. So NEW has just announced sales figures for last year. I believe that they said they, they um, send out a million vehicles. Ola um, in India has set up their factory and they just said they're going to turn out a thousand vehicles a day soon. How do you think about this whole space? How is that possible to be a European company producing in Europe in this market? Um, Is that kind of the original setup that eventually has to change or something that is strategic for you and that you want to retain? Why do you have such a different setup from most of the players there?
1: Well... I mean, when I started Govix in 2009, after those 11 years in China, what I wanted to change is I wanted to be much closer to the market because this was one of the problems I had. I was 8,000 kilometers away from the market I was serving because even when I lived in China, my main customers were coming from the United States and from Europe. And, uh, understanding the customer expectations uh, providing a good service providing spare parts and after sales support is not that simple from at that time from 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 china and i would say it's actually still a challenge today so i mean you're completely right this is a challenge to us that there is uh, so many so many players coming from from china and i think Somewhere in our story today, you're also referring to the, to the Global mobile Sharing Report. Mm-hmm. At least I have seen where Govix today has about 10.5% 10 10. market share. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's important to speak about it because back in 2017, Govix had 40% market share in the same pie chart, right? So, but of uh, a much smaller doubt,
0: pie.
1: <laughs> of a much smaller pie, but nevertheless, we have, I mean, we have lost market share. And if you look at the pie, the three companies which are ahead of us are all three coming from China, and we are still the largest in Europe. Not by a huge gap, but so far still, still the largest. I mean, we, we clearly have to say that China has done an excellent job, or Asia has done an excellent job, especially particular s- such companies like like NIU and also my old company B-Moto. Maybe I taught them too much. <laughs> so just just a joke. Uh, so you know, I'm I would never also speak uh, purely about them. I think they did an excellent job, and it is now our job in Europe, uh, not only in the two-wheel industry, but also in in the I would say in the entire automotive segment. To, to fight back, right? And I think we can do things right and we can do still things maybe sometimes a bit better. And part of it is uh, is, uh, is of course still technology. I think the new product of govix the Flex Scooter, is an excellent product for shared mobility, for companies who are not cash driven, but PL driven, right? And to be honest, this is what I'm hoping for. You know, I'm hoping that once the market, especially in the sharing segment, is now maturing, that, e, that more and more of the operators are going to look at the P&L rather than at their cash position. And what we are trying to do at Govex and where we try to differentiate us from, from, from products from Asia is to develop scooters, particularly for that use case, the Flex scooter was particularly developed for sharing and for delivery and not have one vehicle which needs to serve every market within every use case, which I believe is at the moment still the approach from Asia, because they expect much higher volumes than we do. We don't expect such high volumes. We expect smaller volumes. And that's why we are more specific. Right? And if you look at our products, for example, which we have Running with city scoot, or also the the first scooters we have shipped to to Cultura many, many years ago, every single scooter we shipped more than seven years ago is actually still on the road that's crazy that is and that is actually where I believe you have an excellent p and l effect right so the, the the product is long time depreciated, of course. The finance, uh, the finance fees to the leasing bank bank are long time paid, but those scooters which we have shipped seven years ago, they will run another five years, right? And many of them, by the way, are still on the very first battery, right? And yeah. uh, so I had, a, I, had a, I had a discussion this afternoon with the CEO of City Scoot, So the plan right now is to keep those scooters twelve years in operation, wow. right? And this is what we this is what we stand for, and this is actually what the how. What for the Flex scooter was designed, my expectation was for that scooter, make it even more robust, make it less costly. So it costs much less than the original Go S scooter. Taylor made it more for sharing, so much faster battery swapping, uh, plastic parts, basically, which are completely unbreakable. You will never have to change plastic parts again on that scooter. I can promise that to you. And if you know how much cost that drives within a sharing operation to exchange plastics to buy them, you would know how much you will save for it. So total cost of ownership, of course, being a huge and important part of it. And again, having a product which, to my expectation, would last minimum for 10 years. So the time of depreciation is very long. And once that has, has, has arrived in the mind of the sharing operators, I think companies like us and maybe other european uh, competitors of us again will have a
0: chance to compete with the asians so your positioning is basically originally your vehicle is going to be more expensive but then you expect to have much better total cost of ownership over a longer mm-hmm. lifetime by having a vehicle that's more targeted for the specific use case but also much more durable and you basically you're saying i have some of the very good sharing operators in Europe as clients, CityScoot in Paris, for example, Coultra, a leader in uh, Spain, mm. Southern France, Italy, and some of their vehicles, seven years later, vehicles that we provided, actually not some of them, you, you said all of them. I wonder maybe some are stolen or were in accidents, but all that weren't stolen because that's a that's high, uh, like, problem too um all that weren't stolen basically are still in operation and um, absolutely that's yeah. why you say when you say cash driven versus p l driven basically you mean once people are yeah renewing fleets and more familiar with TCO calculations and so on and thinking more for the long term they would opt for these yeah more durable products is a 10 year perspective realistic for an operator even to know or you know for anybody to know what what form factor will be in demand? What's the what's vehicle supposed to look like and supposed to perform in five or 10 years? Or am I kind of overestimating fashion? Well, change?
1: I will answer that in a second. Uh, but even more to that, I mean, to be honest, the gap between the products coming from China and the products coming from Govex used to be huge when, you, when we speak about pricing, right? Uh, the Go scooter or the Schwalbe scooter, I would guess it was uh, almost double in pricing, right? With the flex good that we're speaking today, probably about a gap of of less than 20%, right?
0: So that is not that much anymore. How do you think that changes when you look at total cost of ownership when you compare to what like in percent and after how much time do you have somehow some estimates for Competing vehicles? Yes, yes, I have it. Uh, it actually, uh, it, it, works in your, it works in the operator's favor uh,
1: after the third year. Okay. Already. Uh, you can actually have, uh, well, I have it uh, with an Excel file in a, in a podcast. Mm-hmm. is difficult, right? But yeah. it has a significant impact. And I can explain to that in more detail. But let's keep in mind, how much have logistic costs increased in the last 12 months from China to Europe, right? A container used to be two and a half thousand euro. Now it's 18 to 20 thousand euro for 40 scooters, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we don't have the shipping time and we don't have those logistic costs because we produce our scooters in Spain and in Poland. So shipping time is one day and logistic cost is about, I would say, 10% of what it is from China. In addition to that, you have no customs duty which is 6% when you import it from, that from China. Mm-hmm. So if you really compare all that to each other, the 20% gap is probably not even 20% anymore, right? So this is just this is just an estimate. And of course, it is very reliable because you know, when the product is ready, I don't need to book a container because this is also a problem. It's not even the cost for the container. It's also when do I get this container to be leaving the the place in China? And when will it arrive in Europe? So I would say that also comes into play because you need to plan your business right i mean you need to make sure you can deploy your scooters in that city whenever you had it planned and whenever they are shown in your in your in your business plan right that is that is extremely important and then of course uh, spare parts right i mean Govex delivers spare parts from germany within 48 hours anywhere in europe right And you know what? uh, Spare spare parts delivery is extremely important, not only in sharing, but also in in the delivery business. Like a customer from us called Gate here, you probably know them from food delivery. Well, we achieve a larger 90% fleet availability because we deliver spare parts. (laughs) And uh, I know that this is often a problem that getting spare parts fast enough or even have to actually having to finance them, right? Again, as a cash flow issue. I mean, financing spare parts, having them sit in a warehouse until they're needed is not really something a startup wants to do. At GoBix, you don't need to finance spare parts. The spare parts are already in Europe. You just mm-hmm. need to order them and you get them within two days. So there is pros and cons, absolutely. But I think there's also a lot of pros.
0: <laughs> you mentioned that some of the large players from Asia don't have vehicles for specific use cases because it's a lot about scale for them and they are used to yeah, immense scale in the consumer business also in their home market and sometimes a million or several million you know two yeah. wheelers per year so then the sharing market they want to be there it's you know driving visibility and so on maybe consumer um, sales but it's really very small compared to their total how important is b2b versus the consumer business for, for you, kind of relative size, if you can share that?
1: Well, Govex is uh, creating about 80% of its revenue with, uh, with B2B business. Okay. Right. Well, but we also, we also need to have a different look at the, at the consumer business today, right? I mean, the same as today in, in uh, we don't speak about scooter renting anymore. We speak about scooter sharing today. Right. Mm-hmm. The same also the consumer business has changed. Right. I mean, GoVex is also selling a lot of its
0: consumer products via uh, to employers, basically as part yeah, of the uh, exactly sale sale
1: to employees. Right. I mean, at uh-huh. the end, the final user is a private person. Right. Is Mr. Schmidt or Mrs. Müller. But the product is bought via the company. We know this from the bicycle industry with, for example, Jobrad, where there's yeah. millions of bikes today on the road, sold via this employment program. And actually, Govix offers this as the first company in Germany for its electric scooters. And it has, well, it has a benefit or a discount of almost 40% to the to the final user when buying it via the company within the employment program. So this somebody could say this is a B2B business because actually the customer is the company, but the user is the private person, right? So So
0: it's a B2C vehicle. It's not necessarily an IoT-enabled vehicle.
1: It's not an IoT. It doesn't have IoT, unfortunately. Uh, We we always try to to find space for it. But uh, so far, no requests from the market. I hope this will change. The same, by the way, for delivery. There's Mm. still no IoT, too many scooters with IoT. Implemented, but I believe there. This is soon going to be changed. Uh, we need just need to need to find a way of how to make things easier and more efficient for delivery companies while using an IoT. And I think this will come for sure. But you know, the entire market is changing. So consumer is changing. Consumer segment is changing,
0: and also the B two business B two B business over the last twelve years has significantly changed. When you say twenty percent is consumer, mm-hmm. um, are you talking about basically? B2C vehicles, so those yes. employer vehicles and so on would be included in exactly. 20%. Okay.
1: Exactly. And, you know, uh, of course, important to say, Govex is only active in the consumer business in Germany, mm-hmm. right? So this is very strategic. We sell online and direct. I mean, Govex has eight own point of sales in Germany, right? We almost, uh, we have a point of sale in like a shop with, a, with our own workshop, I think also very unique compared to our competitors You you can actually, in Hamburg, visit our store, in Berlin, visit our store, in Cologne, in Frankfurt, in Stuttgart, we even have two, in in Munich, we have three. So you can go there, you can test ride the scooter, and actually you can also drop off the scooter once you need a service and there's still somebody to speak to. And of course, you can still select to purchase the scooter via our online shop if you want to configure it and the product which was in the physical shop you was not exactly in the configuration you wanted to have so this is this is i think a very unique setup from all electric scooter uh, uh, manufacturers but we focused on Germany because this is the only country where we have this kind of setup and there's still a lot of market share for us to grab before we would move into yeah let's say move, before we would move move internationally and having said so, B2C business is expensive, right? And uh, a small yeah. company like Govex moving to France, moving to other countries on its own without distributors, like our competitors are using them, it would be not affordable, to be very frank with you. Yeah.
0: When you talk about your unique um, setup in uh, doing the R&D and then manufacturing and then also distribution direct, but also your own stores, mm-hmm. there's another aspect that we haven't touched on yet, which is, I think, started only about a year, year and a half ago, that you are also running sharing uh, as a service now, or running a sharing service, scooter sharing service for some communities in Germany. Is that correct? Am I correct in saying that? that, Was that kind of a pilot to try something out or is that another actually activity that you also combine under the same roof?
1: Well, yes and no. I mean, first of all, we started our own sharing, let's say, fleet in Stuttgart Mm -hmm. under the brand Zoom sharing for one main reason, that our R&D department is located in Stuttgart, Mm -hmm. right? And we have a service department located in Stuttgart and we have a sales shop located in Stuttgart. And then we said, well, the best way to understand sharing and to understand the, the challenges of our customers is actually doing it ourselves in one city, right? And ideally in that city where our R and D department is, because then the translation of the problem to those guys who need to solve it is very efficient and quick, right? And this was the and that's the reason why we why we basically operate sharing in Stuttgart. We had the flex scooter running in Stuttgart within sharing operations way before we have ever offered it to the market. So actually, we know which product arrives at our customer's place before we send it because we have gone through the challenges and through the problems already ourselves, right? And uh, so for us, we have no plans to compete with our most important sales channel and to compete with our customers, right? And if some of our customers ask us, to take over our fleet in Stuttgart. Oh, well, they're more, more than more than happy to do so. But we like that fleet in Stuttgart to learn from it, right? Mm-hmm. We have learned about IoT, we have learned about software, about hardware, but also about how people use the product. And we have learned about vandalism. And we are trying to, you know, to protect the product more from vandalism, which means again, we are making the product more robust and uh, more secure. and more cost efficient for our customers right and this is uh, and this is this is what we plan. Meanwhile, there is also a fleet of zoom sharing in Leipzig and close to Leipzig. This is more like a franchise uh, kind of uh, scheme it It happened <laughs> <No>. <laughs> right uh, We have been approached and uh, we liked we, we really liked the idea to have the Schwalbe offered in Leipzig in the former Eastern part of Germany, as I don't know, somehow this product belongs to be there, right? And uh, there was no other sharing operator who has been offering such product or sharing in Leipzig. So we were extremely happy that this partner we are working with today has been asking about the Schwalbe and to have it run within this uh, Zoom sharing scheme. But it is not a very active promotion we are doing for Zoom sharing. Right? For us, uh, providing good scooters to our sharing customers is very important, and we learn a lot from our own fleet in Stuttgart. And that—that uh, that is
0: the main, the main reason why we have it. Right. Interesting. Uh, and so you said earlier, your focus is on these specific scooters for specific use cases. Superior TCO mm-hmm. couldn't be competing in price originally, but the gap is surprisingly small and could soon be eaten up by supply chain mm-hmm. troubles and taxes and so on. But then mm-hmm. expand, you, you mentioned around the expansion to other countries and the retail network that um, there are also limitations to, you know, how much you would invest into that as a company. So makes me think a bit, what's your perspective for the company as some of these other players are, you know, heating up, let's say, maybe market caps have soared since the beginning of Corona for some um, light electric vehicle manufacturers in China and so on. Where do you see Provex heading? What would be your ideal scenario in a few years, in three or five years? Do you Mm -hmm. see yourself basically taking more market share, especially as sharing matures and people are getting more into also quality and total cost of ownership and and all that? Or is there something uh, else on the horizon that you basically Charging away that yeah. others can continue. No,
1: very, I mean, very good question, of course. Uh, and by the way, what is important, I think, to understand is uh, that Govix is not only manufacturing or assembling the scooter in, in, in Europe or in Spain or in Poland. All key components, more than 90% of the key components, even the battery, is manufactured in Germany or in Europe. So we don't have to move stuff from China in order to assemble them here. Mm-hmm. Even our supply chain is local. Right mm-hmm. and our battery we're very proud of it. Our battery is actually produced in Germany, right, and so is our electronics, and everything around it is produced in Germany, just, just having said that, you know, because some people say, "Well, you assemble in, in Europe, but where do your products actually come from yeah, well, yeah. actually mm-hmm. it, is a real, it is a real real European product which matters a lot if you do uh, kind of uh, sustainability calculations, right? Which is more and more uh, uh, requested when you enter tenders or when our customers are entering tenders. Well, coming to your question about market share, I mean, first of all, if I look at uh, sharing reports, well, without a doubt, we see some cities like Barcelona, right? Especially, it is probably even uh, oversaturated, right? That city where we have like, uh, I think... uh, Almost 400, 400 scooters per 100,000 inhabitants. Where I think this is probably a bit too dense <laughs> for everyone to survive uh, with a lot of different operators. But I would say in general, if we look at the globe at the global market, I think the sharing segment for and I would call them now mopeds to differentiate again from the kick scooters is far away from having reached a point of saturation, right? And there is still a lot of room to grow and. Uh, Speaking about market expansion, I mean, uh, Govex has recently shipped his first scooters, uh, more than 100, to the United States. So the Flex scooter is also homologated for the U.S. We are offering this product in the U.S. And we have a service partner with the company Motivate, who is servicing Govex scooters in- through the entire United States. So this was very important to me because I didn't want to ship some products to the United States if I cannot offer the same service as we offer as Govix in Europe. So we are, we are expanding, but we are expanding on a B2B level, right? So we're expanding for to delivery companies in the United States, for sharing companies towards the United States. But even within Europe, I think the point of saturation is not has not been reached and there is still some room to grow. And as a matter of fact, of course, yes, I do hope that there's more and more companies in the sharing segment which have a, a PL and l approach, which would like to have a black number one day uh, at the very bottom of their PL, and would then use a product which uh, has, uh, you know, uh, lasts for a very long time and within that time creates uh, uh, the, the least cost possible, right? And this is, this is that's why I believe there's still a lot of room for this for us to expand. We do plan to expand also on a consumer level, but that we will do within Europe only. And for that, we would need to have a partner, but it is not a priority, to be honest. Our expansion at the moment is still mainly focused on B2B, selling fleets, providing good service and and spare parts, and main markets for us is Europe and the United States, and we are considering and I can disclose that here, and there is activity on Govex side, we are also considering to one day enter the market of India. Why? Because this would help us to also reach high volumes and compete with our competitors from Asia, which simply have the advantage to have a high volume market right on the front door, right? And uh, this is the reason why we are actually
0: having such struggle, being able to compete with them. Right. That's super interesting. So you're basically saying yeah. someday, eventually, I want to attack more in the consumer market and that would mm-hmm. possibly require a partner because probably much more or market invest. Until then, I have a yeah. lot of room to grow in sharing. And my response to maybe also increasing competition from China and other emerging markets would be, um, I also want to go and stay there, actually uh, meet them with... Maybe a lower cost version probably that um, then gets manufactured over there.
1: Exactly. Probably not directly compete in China with them on their home turf, right? This is very difficult. Uh, but of course, uh, looking at a high volume market like India and uh, seeing what Ola is doing there, well, uh, done a great job, but product is not rocket science, right? I believe Govex has much more experience in uh, developing electric scooters. And with a good partner in such uh, in such territory, I would not know why Govix could not be successful if we would have a good partner, local partner. So we are considering to, to definitely to expand into certain markets. As said, Govix OS is already founded, is up and running. So we have an OS company. We are active in the United States. We are active in Europe. We still want to expand in those two markets, but we're also looking at high volume
0: future markets for example india if you had to put a number to moped sharing market growth in europe where would you put that roughly in terms of how many sharing mopeds are getting sold probably this year in europe out of magnitude but then in 3 or 5 years how dynamic do you think that really will be Poo, that is
1: a that that that's not a not a simple question to yeah. answer. But you know, <laughs> it my I mean, I'm I'm coming more from the city perspective, right? I think we have, I mean, and I don't think there's a right or wrong. But but I believe a healthy uh, number is around 120 to 150 scooters per 100,000 inhabitants within mm-hmm. the one city. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, not every city is exactly tailored in the same way, but uh, but. That's why I'm saying there is this ratio from one hundred and twenty to one hundred and fifty so uh, and if you just if you just look at how many cities are there in Europe which don't have any mobile sharing today, how many cities are there in Europe which have more than five hundred thousand inhabitants and definitely have the challenge of urban mobility being in its struggles of the, of today's uh, world, uh, I think we have a lot of room to grow. I believe you're speaking about today worldwide around 100,000 electric or 110,000 electric shared mopeds. I would say that number will be times 10 in five to six years from now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty sure about it. Mm-hmm. But of course, we also have other, other challenges, right? And those challenges I see again on the manufacturing side or on the development side. Today we are offering a product with uh, with a moped which unfortunately is mainly successful during the days where it is dry and warm right and well when i'm speaking about those cities where we would like to deploy products uh, you just said you you, you had your nice holiday in norway right you probably won't find moped sharing in norway right for <laughs> for very obvious reason, right? I was very so,
0: surprised. There were people riding around on kick scooters uh, two weeks ago in Christian Sand and so on, but very hardcore, but you're right. Of course, that's a yeah, those super, guys small, are super guys small minority. Guys yeah.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you also see uh, people in Paris using a scooter all year Yeah. because the affinity to a two-wheel in, in, in France is at a different level than it is in Germany, right? Yeah. In Germany, we are... Yeah, we are a bit soft, right? When we talk <laughs> yeah. about usage of toys. But nevertheless, my, my plan is actually to develop a scooter or what we did with the Flex Scooter is develop a scooter which really helps the sharing operator to make money. Today, we did that to a certain extent. We developed a scooter which creates extremely low cost during operation and has a very, very reasonable purchase price. But it still doesn't solve the problem that it is, you know, doesn't have any weather protection and it is not booked as often in the wintertime as it is in the summertime. And if you look at the, the business case of our customers, well the problem is not that they don't have enough bookings in in, in, in May, June or July. The problem is that, you know, the, that the bookings are dropping too far down in the winter months, especially in a climate zone where I'm living here in Munich. Mm. So and this is also something about where Govex is thinking about what can we do about that in the future that actually the booking rates become more flat, right? Of course, you will still have spikes and that's nice to have in the summertime. But what can we do that in the wintertime, not everyone wants to all of a sudden have a car within his shared mobile use, right? But would also use a, a two-wheel. And today we don't have a product for that. And uh, like Govix doesn't have a product, but also our competition doesn't have a product for that. But I believe we need to create prop- products for a 12-month, a year, two-wheel shared mobility use. And that will actually then again help our customers to create a more positive uh, business and make money because, you know, that market of shared mobility, especially in a two-wheel segment, will only last if our customers are making profit. Before that, it is not a sustainable market, right? And before that, before my customers don't make profit, I'm not happy. Because who knows if they be, if they remain my customer in three, four, five years from now. They only remain my customer if I know they make they make profit, right? And they earn enough money to buy products again from me. So I think this is, uh, there's still a lot of challenges and there's still a things a lot of things to do also on the OEM side, on our side, to develop products which develop again the shared mobility market, right? To a different level.
0: Yeah, that's super that interesting. That is what drives me.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah right? I, I'm, I totally, totally agree. Uh, we have to expect that a lot, if not most, of the operators who are now in the market might not be there in a few years. And it's definitely a high risk and it's all coming down from uh, on um, profitability. And one of the biggest challenges in many geographies um, is the seasonality. And you are like, I mean, you are <laughs> basically the one who has to provide answers to that with um, hardware. And so if the way that you are addressing it so directly makes me very curious what might come. And it makes me also think back to the beginning of the conversation when we were talking about brand and how you kind of got passionate about reviving the Schwalbe brand and you drew this analogy to BMW revived Mini. And I, I think maybe some people also yeah, thought kind of, who are we in a way to compare us in yeah shared micromobility to car manufacturers, but that gap will eventually close and things will converge because more and more what what's going to come to the market in vehicles is not just kind of a fun thing for a small minority, but actually quite a solution for everyday people throughout the whole year. Exactly. And I think that a company like Govex, who is figuring out how to produce superior hardware in that case will be a type of OEM of the future, where some of the ones that are currently on that uh, throne basically might have to give away a bit because they're you could no longer work in cities, are not allowed, basically. And,
1: and, and this is what I meant with, uh, you know, being close to the market, right? Uh, I said that at the very beginning. And as I said, you know, there is no there is no wrong and there is no right. I mean, what our competitors from China are doing is basically by having one product and producing that million times for all different sales channels, this is not wrong. Actually, this is very right <laughs> now on a, on a financial perspective level, Right. But is that the solution for the future in shared mobility right I would say very difficult mm. right That's why I like to remain close to the market, understand the market because i I still think that we are well it sounds it sounds like now we're in the six or seven years of of shared morbid mobility, but it to be honest, we are still at the very beginning mm. right that is still very very early stage and uh once we would probably listen to this podcast in 10 years from now, you and I would probably have a big laughter while we have a beer together, right? Hopefully. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure, right? Uh, and we would probably say, well, my God, how, how how stupid have we been, right? How come we didn't know that, right? And the market will definitely evolve and change, and products will change, and will have to change in order to remain this this kind of exciting shared mobility adventure to be a sustainable one for for long term.
0: Thanks a lot for taking the time today to talk to us and share your learnings over so many years and like some insights from Govex was very fascinating. I definitely learned a lot. Thanks a lot.
1: Excellent. Thank you. And uh, hope to see you soon again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye.